Welcome to another episode of the Give Us a Spell podcast. My name is Zach, and this episode we're going to be talking all things horse racing of New South Wales nature. Um, seeing the way we've been doing a few Melbourne ones recently, but this one is all Sydney, this is all Ramwick, and this is all racing and news. So what we normally do with this, we talk numerous uh, what's happenings in the last seven days of horse racing and the news around it, and then we go into a preview for the whole 10 race card, which is at Ramwick this week, with a couple of the big weeks all racing. Um, joining me for a day earlier, we normally record on a Thursday, this is a Wednesday evening now, but uh, Tom and Kohai joining me. Tom, how are you? Yeah, good mate. Um, good. Uh, we say it the last few weeks, but it's just a great time of the year, 40 finals, uh, racing, heating up, um, but uh, how good with Melbourne? <laughs> All right, we, we also record a sports podcast relating to rugby league and whatnot. And uh, we may talk about it next one. So we're going to not talk about that. We don't want to talk in, about it twice, depth. do we, Coey? In depth. <laughs> what do you reckon, King? Oh, I mean, we won't touch on that game too too much. Uh, I think it was about... Uh, I reckon we'll leave it up to about a 15-second recap. Melbourne won the end. Um, yeah. Been, been good, though, boys. Um, you know, everything's heading up. And the shorts in the, just looking at the shorts field you just go holy shit it is spring racing at full flight you know i mean you just i'm frothing at the bit for it so uh, it's going to be an exciting spring i think yeah and we think when like even just throughout today we heard that there might have been a little covid scare with one of the leading sydney jocks um I think the article was written by Ray Thomas and it was on punters and everywhere, but they didn't name the jocks. So obviously you do a bit of snooping and whatnot. I guess we we sort of landed on maybe possibly Tom Sherry or someone related to him or whatnot, but they didn't release the name. But what are your thoughts there, Tommy? It's a big call if something like this happens. Mate, it was only, it was probably a matter of time, the, the way the rates are going and everything, but, um, uh, they've shown that they can act pretty quickly if something does like this, uh, something like this does happen, um, that they can send a jockey down or a trainer or even on Saturday we saw some trainers um, where they're not meant to be, they get fined for doing the wrong thing. So, um, mate, the race New South Wales have done it really well. They've kept um, – it, it's amazing that no one, no one's had a scare for this long, yeah. I think, because yeah. it, the amount of – the amount of positive cases is ridiculous, but um, uh, if, as long as everyone continues to do the right thing, I reckon we can keep going and, um, yeah, just go from there. And keep us in a job. Ideally. Yeah, that's, that's the main thing. Um, Koei, you're all across, obviously, working across um, Kosciuszko stuff at, at your work at Sky. Um, a bunch of horses have been picked up. Um, William Farrah picked up two horses in uh, front page and whatever the favourite is in the opener. What do you know about any any news, mate, with that? Uh, n- not much to report, really. We saw front page uh, go around at Flemington on the weekend. I mean, it was a bit flat first up, but, I mean, I imagine, you know, it's still it's a black-type winner um, and a place-getter as well. So, I mean, all confidence for... Backing that, Nataraj is more so the uh, unknown horse, so to speak. I mean, saying that, though, I mean, Tommy would know a little bit more about Jonesy himself being a scone boy and everything else, but 
Steve's been around for a long, long time, and he, quote unquote, he's pretty much touted this the best thing he's ever trained. So, you know, there's some big wraps around this horse. I think going forward, I mean, I guess it could have the X factor like it's me did last last year. Uh, yet to see it. I mean, I guess uh, the highway this week will prove it. If it does absolutely blitz it over the thousand meters and puts the rest of the field behind him, I mean, sky's the limit. I mean, it's been picked up by the William Farrow team, and then they're, they're no slouches either. They've been a part of the Kosciuszko whole slot holder team yeah, for what's it? Yeah, exactly. So they know what they're doing. They've picked it, and I th- I wish him well. I think I think it could be an X factor. I think I really genuinely do. I think it's an unknown. It's what is it about fifteen bucks in the market right now? Yeah. I, I I think it's not a bad bet to still back it at fifteen. I genuinely do. So yeah, twenty one exciting in, times. Twenty one into fifteen as soon as it got announced. So obviously people know it's running. Um. Front page, like you just mentioned, we might go to Melbourne. Um, some results from the weekend. Front page, obviously, running the Bobby Lewis, came 10th. Bit ordinary. Splintech somehow won. Um, but the talk of the day, there was three short favourites. The whole planet were on them. Numerous three-leg multis with the short favourites, me included. Um, I'll skip race one. Obviously, that's whatever. Um, race two is Artorias. The chat about Artorias, probably because of its start, the, the race before where it flew home, there's been a lot of chat about it, the Friedman... Uh, Anthony and Sam Friedman, beaten by Mr. Mozart. So Artorias, I think, went around at $1.60. As far as I know, I spoke to so many people and that was their anchor leg of multis around, right? So you have Artorias. We also had Ingratiating and obviously Ayrton, which everyone was sort of backing as well. And Ayrton, done by Harbour Views and Cherry Tortoni, actually came third, not even um, second. So, Tom, you were working, I assume, didn't probably watch much Melbourne Live, but did you get to... See these favourites get rolled. Yeah, I was actually talking to uh, Mr. Glenn Munsey while it was happening, and he was filling me on, um, filling me in on a lot of the, a lot of the multis going down the toilet. Um, Tabs uh, hold. The, the, the big one, yeah, the big one for me was Ranch and uh, a horse I've always been following, and just because I didn't really pay too much attention to Melbourne, I didn't. Um, didn't get to back the uh, things I wanted to. I definitely would have had something on Ranch Hand at fourteen dollars. But you're right with the other ones. Um, uh, Artorius, yeah, it, it was disappointing. And but Mr. Mozart showed a lot of lot of um, ability uh, early on. But uh, you thought if Artorius was going to be beaten, Halal was the other one. And yeah, then Mr. Mozart beats him. And then Ayrton. Um, I know a lot of people on Ayrton as well. And <laughs> Harbour Views was a a ridiculous price and still got up, but even Cherry Tortoni, baby. Um, Cherry, yeah. We were saying last week that probably two thirty the place for Cherry was a bit better than the dollar yeah. fifty the win Ayrton, but um, it's hard. It's hard when you back these shorties, but um, this this is the time of the year that this all happens because uh, we've got some quality horses coming back, and especially the young ones. Like um, yeah, Ayrton's been great, but. Hasn't proved itself against some really top quality horses. Um, Harbour Views is sort of an emerging type last year, and really uh, we saw what it could do. And um, ingratiating and Artorius, I don't think it's the end for him. I've already backed Artorius for the Golden Rose next week, so I hope it. I hope it improves from the running. I definitely think it will. But yeah, now's the now's the time we get all these um, upsets. Did you include any of these, Coey, in your multis? 
Well, I was each way on Cherry, so I uh, didn't back it and didn't want to really touch the price. So I was on back each way and I thought I was home. I genuinely thought I was home. So it was a shame that I didn't, it didn't win, but I mean, I got a little bit of a, a profit out of the race. I mean, I quite honestly, I didn't touch any of the shorties for those. And I, I genuinely thought Artorias and Ingratiating will win, um, but the price just, I just went, now nah, I'll just look elsewhere and, Maybe just a, a watch race. It's what it happened. What happened to me anyway? I just kind of went, nah. It's way too short to back, and you know it, it is. Tom's right. It's that time of year that shit just goes and happens, and, and yeah, absolutely. And Mister Mozart. I mean, it, that's shown a little bit of promise for the Hawks team. I know that, but um, Ranchan, yeah, well, that's just a forgotten horse. It was meant to be a big thing coming into the Golden Slipper last campaign, but Obviously, it, that went pear-shaped, and now it's returned it as a three-year-old and obviously in a positive way. So Waller's done wonders on it, and Brett Pe- Preble's absolutely flying as I was well. just about so, to mention that, yeah. Yeah, like Brett Pre- Preble's, you know, booked a whole heap of good rides in the upcoming spring, so definitely keep an eye on him and probably keep an eye on Ranch Hand as well. He also, Brett Preble, obviously won on Incentivize, and I was not giving Incentivize a bar of hope, to be honest. Um, I didn't like it. Um, to begin with, and then even in the run, I was like, oh, it's gone, it's finished, and then somehow kicked back and made solid win. Um, that was in the Maccabi Diva, the group one. A um, couple of good ones out of that as well. Mawanga, obviously, still running well, came second. Um, I think Tafane ended up going around a favourite, which finished um, just outside the placings. But Ayrton, we were mentioning just before, so news came out today that Ayrton was offered $2 million, and the owners knocked it back because they've got a big group one dream, don't they, Tom? To a fellow Group One winner. Well, mate, if well, if they win the Epsom, you've almost paid for your horse there. So um, I, I completely understand when you've got a promising horse like that, and um, it's a big syndicate horse as well. So I dare say, if they did sell it for two million, all they're going to use their money on is trying to trying to buy a horse that's just as good. So, mate, I I have no problems um, with the knockback. We. The only thing is, uh, we hear we hear the story so often that when you when you knock back a big offer, the the horse goes on and doesn't do a lot. Yeah. But um, Ayrton's pretty good, and I reckon it'll win more than two million dollars worth um, over the next couple of years. So I I wouldn't blame these guys at all. Plus, if they're having fun with it, then. Mm. Yeah, it's like you said, big, big, big lot of um, syndicates there. So, uh, big owners party. So, it's already got four hundred and fifteen thousand. It's definitely a tick, though. Like you, you look at it, and it's only four years old. You have to remember. So, you know, you've got a bit of longevity. It's a gelding as well. So, it's all all signs point to just keep racing. You know, like as long as fitness is up to up to scratch. I mean, why wouldn't you? Like. And you wouldn't sell right now in the midst of what is the early early part of spring, but imagine how far this horse could potentially go within just this campaign alone. So, I mean, two million bucks is two million bucks. Um, it, it's a great offer, no doubt, but I think it's by comparison, two million bucks for Ayrton, or what was it, three million bucks for Orbison, that Queensland sprinter? Yeah. Um, I'd definitely be knocking back the Ayrton deal and then I'd be definitely taking the Orbison three million. That's that's how I see it anyway. Yep, it's gonna be interesting. Um it's got a lot of promise too. Like you said, it's a four year old, it's a gelding to keep running while it's um while it's going all right. 
All right, last thing before yes. we talk about, before we go into a preview, is those jocks that got uh, suspended, Jamie Carr and all them. So Jamie pled not guilty to lying to stewards, but she still copped that ban that goes for spring. And Mark Zara lost his appeal. He copped an extra ban for lying to stewards. So all happening in it, Tom. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised she didn't actually get some more time, Jamie. But, um, mate, they've, they've done stupid stuff. Um, as you're saying, Preble's going to going to be riding um, so well. I, sh- I thought she handed herself really well, though. Jamie Carr didn't interview with Richo the other day when she won the award. Yeah, she. I, th- I thought she owned up to what she had done. And she goes, oh, um, I'm in a good place. I've basically given up the best um, spring carnival I was ever going to have. Yeah. Because um, she would have been on every favourite in every big race for um, the next few months because she was just riding so well. But... Good on her, back herself, come back, learn from the lesson, and then um, we'll be talking a lot more about Jamie Carr in the future. I have no doubt about that. That's right. So the one thing that um, we'll talk about, the shorts when we get there, about Nature Strip and his running and Rothwire getting backed and stuff, but um, I just remembered. So one thing is the Classique legend, um, there his trainer, Les Bridge, has pretty much said that he's thinking about going first up into an Everest. So the quote I grabbed and I put it out on a story yesterday was, I'm even thinking of giving him just training, the old style, and going first up into an Everest, getting really fit on the track. It's only 1,200-meter sprint. It just might suit him. I'm toying with that idea. So going first up, it's obviously been in Hong Kong. Going first up into an Everest over 12 months, it either means that he's flying or it also means that something's not right and not everything is going according to plan and they want to just keep him on ice until the Everest. I'm leaning in that camp. Um, what are you? What camp are you in, Tom? I'd say his first up record, four starts, yeah. three wins in a sec. Correct, yeah. Um, I, I, I just will never forget um, I, what was the race. First up, I think it was the June stakes last year and nothing went right from it. Uh, went nothing went right for him, and he absolutely brained them. Um, little leaks keep getting out that he's going better than ever. Um, again, they could probably touch to what you're saying, Zach. That could either be like people just saying, "Oh, maybe he's struggling." We'll just keep saying he's going better than ever, or maybe he's actually maybe he's better than last year, and he's absolutely flying. And they just keep maybe they keep unloading him. I reckon if there's a massive market move um, toward the Everest, where that that'll tell. That'll tell us what's going to happen. But um, again, this race on Saturday, we've got some really good horses. So it's it's such a good race. Um, I really love this time of year when we start talking Everest because we know all these sort of horses and we get to see a match a couple of times beforehand. But it's at the 1,000, then it's 1,100. Then we go to a Randwick 1,200-metre race. Nothing's the same. So it can just throw up little things, especially like Classic Legend, not having to run going first up into it. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't mind it, especially Lesbridge, how how many years has been joining for? Right. Do, he's just going to do the, what's best for um uh, for Classic Legend. Yeah. What do you reckon, Coey? You're similar to me? Um, more towards you as well, I think. I'm not saying that it's come back, you know, um, worse off, but I don't know if there has been improvement. I just think the fact that he wants to go first up, it puts question marks in my head a little bit. I think, you know, it has ample opportunity to essentially have a run at the premiere, right? So in three weekends time, 
but is hasn't even commented on that. You know, it's not like oh yeah, we just we might skip this run with the hot competition and run in the premier. Hasn't even thrown that up in the air. Just is just openly gone. We're going to go first up, and yeah, his first up record's great. But I just think. Is there a little bit more to be added? Yeah. I, I think there could be. Yeah. I, I think, I think, uh, obviously, Les would have had a good chat with Bon Ho, his slot holder, and explained the details. And Bon's been a big, you know, supporter of Les's. So he's going to go by every word that Les says to him. But for us in the public, I, it just makes me wonder. Just, yeah, it's a little bit up in the air for me. So. All right, well, we'll head into Randwick for this weekend. The first race is um, the highway, 1,000 metres, and the favourite is what we were talking about before, the Nataraja uh, for Mr. Jones and Timmy Clark. Open 280 today, so remember we recording Wednesday uh, afternoon, so the market's only opened a couple of hours ago. Um, already into 2.30, so 2.80 into 2.30, or 2.90 into 2.30, which is a pretty solid go, really, um, pretty quickly. Battleground is an emergency. That's at five bucks. Um, good money for this Leo, um, Schmetzer and Hugh Bowman. Opened at 11, already nine. You've got a head start there. You've got Nicky Tricks there. Um, huge field already at the moment, but probably get rattled down. Uh, Tom, your favourite race, uh, Tab Highway. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a, it's a good one this week though. I'm keen to see, uh, Nataraja run there. We saw what it did at Scone, uh, last start, Timmy Clark on, uh, um, actually watching a replay of it now. It was, um, pretty damn impressive. So, uh, and, and straight away market support for it. 2.30, I reckon take it. Um, if you, if you've seen 2.30 around, still take it. Cause I reckon it would be $1.90 on Saturday. Um, I can't see anything beating it if it if it just keeps improving on what it's done. I'm a big fan. Um, Battlegrounds, one of Maddie Dale's is good, but I just I don't think any of them get within um, get within a couple of lengths of it. It's probably my best bet of the day. Goey, confidence, Tommy, straight up best bet of the day and race one. I love that. I mean. It's, it's hard to go against it. I get it. It's drawn low, which is ideal, and I think this is pretty much why they're going ahead with running it, if that makes sense, because it's already secured a slot for the um, – not the Everest, the Kosciuszko. So it doesn't need to go around in this company. But saying that, um, I want to go back to that scone win where it absolutely brained the field. I think the – I guess – what I have a little question mark on is the quality of that field. I don't think it's anything spectacular. You look at it and you go, I don't think any of these actual horses have come down the highway to start with. So this will be the real test going forward. Uh, saying that, though, you've booked TC, an absolute gun leading, you know, everything maps perfectly for it. And if it doesn't surprise me that Leo's been back because – it's first up record over the thousand track and distance. You look at every angle, it's actually got a really good record at Randwick. So I can see why the support, but the barrier really deters me. It likes to lead as well and be up front and positive. Booking a Huey is good, but saying that 13 is a big troublesome thing. And I reckon Nataraja will be really positive. It will lead and it it just have the competition behind him. So I agree. I was going to say Nat- the same as you, Coey. Um, yeah, Leo was one to query, but yeah, you're right. I think um, Nataraja, especially the Kiora um, stud people as well, they um, breed really good horses there. And 
to do a deal to get it in the Kosciuszko only off what three runs. They must have a big opinion as well. They they know racing as well, so um, be good for their brand, good for everyone. So you're right, it hasn't beaten much, but um, it'll be really interesting to see if it runs a massive race on Saturday and then what it does in terms of Kosciuszko betting. Yeah, I totally agree, Tommy. And I guess the I mean, looking back at that scone run anyway, it was over 1,100. Steps back down to 1,000. That shouldn't be an issue. That's no, you know, people do query the fact that it's stepping down distance. But, I mean, this thing just leads for fun by the looks of things. And according to Jones, it, it could potential, potentially sit anywhere within the run. It's just got a really explosive turn of foot. But saying that, this race just maps from the low draw, 1,000 metres, Nataraja, the way we've seen it. I know it's very untouched form, but I can see why the market support's there, and I'm happy to put it on top as well. All right, race two, we got Cordia, which is um, coming off for a decent win last start um, a couple of weeks ago. That's 380. Big boy Roy's there, had a run on the weekend for J-Mac and Walla. That's 460. We've also got uh, Cisco Bay, Bit of a short short field here, new arrangements there. Waller's got quite a few runners in this. Um, Regal stages there, Cognac is even there, but um, favourite is Cordia, and Cordia opened five fifty, so or five dollars, and it's already into three eighty. So solid go. Also, Kiss the Bride fourteen into six. There's been quite a few moves here, Tommy. Yeah, I'm a bit gutted. Um, a tissue scratch out of this race for a later race. I thought this uh, this race for a tissue looked very good, but um. Yeah, we'll go to a different race. Uh, Beyond decides to run Kiss to Bride here. I think it was nom for Newcastle as well. Um, uh, I don't mind. I don't mind Kiss to Bride at all. It's um, been progressive in its its couple of runs. I think it'll in, be in for a massive run with Nash on. Um, uh, yeah, I, I can say beating Cordia for sure. Big Boy Roy uh, was massive last start. You can see it it going well, and even Regal Stage. Um, the Country Cup's King Regal stage is on a few Country Cups around and it can surprise on its day. But I, I think with all these horses, I think Kiss the Bride, um, Bjorn's so good at picking his uh, races with his horses. And I think he, uh, he wins the Newcastle Cup on Friday. And I think he goes really well on Saturday as well. He's got some massive chances and I think um, Kiss the Bride will kick him off. Coey? Um... I'm happy to go against the favourite as well, like Tommy. Um, I, I just I'm stuck with this horse for a couple last couple of starts. I'm gonna go Big Boy Roy. I think the mile will be great. Just the fact that is is what's this the fourth run it's gonna have in its campaign. It hasn't really been penalised. I mean, it's slightly penalised for the weight, but at the same time, it carried 57 uh, two starts back. Two starts ago, should I say, in October, uh, August, um, came fourth against a tissue and Matau Takpe. And I think the form sticks. Uh, it's drawn one. I think it will just box seat. I think this will map well in its favour. Stepping up to the mile, I like that. It's kind of, it, it's a 1500 to 1600 metre horse. J Mac on board. I'm, gonna, I'm happy to roll the dice again on it. And yeah, outside of that, kiss the bride, Tommy, you're right. I think. Bjorn's going to have a really big weekend, I think, along with the Newcastle Day on Friday. Um, Cordia, nothing against it, but I just think uh, it, I, I kind of I'm under the impression that it got kind of lucky on that Kembla Grange kind of run. So I'm just speculating that I don't think it can replicate it. So I'm just going to take the better odds on J Mac with Big Boy Roy. 
Big boy Roy going again. Uh, race three is the midway. So equal favourites here, huge field, so none of them really come out. So big surprise is equal favourites with Akihiro. So J-Max aboard Akihiro for Gary Portelli. They're both five bucks. Uh, what do they open? So big surprise, 550, and Akihiro, 550. Yeah, so similar moves. And then we've got next on the line would be... Uh, Bowery Breeze, 10 bucks into 8 We've backed that lately. Tampering's there and Magella as well, Tom. Pretty tough one to line up. Yeah, again, if Military Expert runs here, I, um, uh, I'd um, i make it a good thing too. But it goes to Melbourne and I think it's going to have a massive run down there. But horses in it. Um, tampering, we've seen what it's done this prep. Uh, strung a few wins, but just one last start. But not everything went right for it. I... Th- I I think you can run a bit of a race as well. Uh, maybe an each way chance, 950 at the moment, 320 a place is pretty good for tampering, but maybe um, maybe big surprise um, can continue its run. Uh, good win last start at Wild. Um, Christian Buchanan is absolutely flying at the moment. Coey, agree? Uh, more or less. I think big surprise. The way that that horse is actually, it hasn't had a bad race. Uh and I think it's right up to this company of a Saturday midway kind of race. And booking of Huey is really positive. Um, I guess the only query is, you know, how will he, ha- like, drawn barrier seven in a big field like this, it'll probably, it likes to lead, big surprise. So whether it can sit just outside leader or something like that, that'll be ideal. Because, I mean, you can go back its history and it's pretty much been second or first in run. So... If it can cross comfortably, I'd happily be all over that. Saying that, it is Randwick. I mean, the track's going to probably play relatively fair. So I don't think position doesn't – more or less, it doesn't – it shouldn't dictate the whole day. I think it will be a really open race overall. I don't think it's going to be leader bias or back markets bias or anything like that. And over the mile, I think horses will settle relatively easily in there you know, respectable positions. So I'd be with big surprise, but with a little specky on ba- uh, Barry Breeze. But that's just a personal thing for me. That's what we want. Personal, uh, Barry Breeze, myself, is a bit of cash, but um, race yeah. <laughs> race four is a 78 and Rustic Steel is the fave. No jock aboard yet. Um, don't know what happened there. High Supremacy, Super Effort, 650. Um Look, this is this is real open, Tom. This is even like random ones, like emergencies are even getting backed as well. Tony B is thirteen bucks, even. Um, thoughts? Uh, Tommy Sherry was on Rustic Steel. I know that because he was claiming a couple, and now that's changed. So he mustn't be riding on Saturday either. So um, that's what's happened there. Oh, I thought it was a massive chance, um, but. Wide gate. There's there's a couple that I really like. I've drawn really wide. I'm massive. So am I, fan. Um, I still think if it can, Huey can um, ride it to its top ability. It can do something. But you're right. It's a big field, and some of the um, some of the emergencies are getting back. Things like Hot Spring Gold. We've seen what it it can do. But if I have to go with one, I reckon Super Effort. It's um. It's been really good this prep. Um, hasn't finished out of the top two, and Jay caught on. He's been going really well as well last um, last few months, Jay. So I reckon he can have another big um, big ride. And if Super Effort's not winning, it's not far off. So um, yeah, give me Super Effort. Agree with you, Tommy, Coey. 
this is this is proper tough. This race, this is like unbelievably tough. Like, I don't know where to look. Like, the speeds all over the shop. Uh, Rustic Steel. I'd love to see what they're actually planning in terms of claiming, not claiming. It could very much be a scratching. I reckon. I'm only just speculating because it's got no jock on board and is going to be carrying 60 kilos if it doesn't have a claimer. And on top of that, it's drawn 19, so the absolute car park. So it wouldn't surprise me if this market absolutely flips on its head, Bruce. So, uh, yeah, give me a little bit of steel diamond. Steel diamond. Um, the Bill Ritchie is race number five over 1,400. This is where Harmony Rose is favourite. So it opened six bucks today, already into 370. So it's been smashed. A tissue is there as well, Tom, 420. Opened $8.00. If you don't mind, that's a big smash. And you also got Private Eye. That's actually going pretty well. You've even got Arameo and stuff for Waller as well. But what do you reckon? Are you in a tissues camp? I'm a massive fan of it. Um, and I think Waller does so well to pick his uh, runs through it. And I think he'd be um, t- trying to go towards the Epsom with it, I think. So I am a massive tissue fan and I've got to be with it. Um, in saying that, this is a real tough race. See so amount of pace come out of the group one, led him up pretty well, and the one rocketing home was Arameo. It was it was absolutely massive. Um, and what do we do with this New Zealand horse as well? Jamie Richards so, so well at picking these horses to come over here and stealing these sort of races. So it's a really tough race um, at the moment. I probably have I probably got to have something on our uh, Amarillina. Amarillina, yeah. At eleven dollars, but um, I, I will be on a tissue for sure. I think I think it's um, it was still finishing really strong last um, last start, and um, yeah, I think it's it's the one on the up. So I'll be going. Uh, I think a tissue will win with a saber on Arama. Yeah, number four. <laughs> um, Coey. Amarilena is a really interesting horse. I mean, yeah. Tommy's already touched on it. Jamie Richards, we saw Entrevier do a thing last weekend and it might definitely replicate it. But I think the two horses I really like is I think private eye stepping up in distance is a big thing for me. I think the fact that, I mean, it's stepping up, coming down and to a, oh, it's not coming down. It's going into another group to, uh, I think the last start was a little bit of a forgive run. Uh, it was only a little bit over two lengths behind Chat winning, and I think Chat won because rock bottom on weights, and it got the dream run essentially. It got the perfect split when it needed to. Uh, saying that, another horse I want to keep an eye on is, I mean, I think everyone's kind of forgotten about Dwyer. So um, it's come out of Group One Company. Yeah, you know, it probably prefers further, you know, the mile, mile and onwards. But saying that, I think it's not uh, the fact that it's eleven bucks right now. I think it is slightly overs. Um, Huey's got a good affinity with this horse. It obviously won the Group One for him up in Queensland. Um, I, for eleven bucks, I'm happy to go each way with Dwyer's, but at the same time, I think Private Eye. Safely kept at five bucks. Mm. Uh, could I'd run be... at um, Newcastle as well, Cully. Dais, Jewel Nommed. Yeah, right. Jewel Nommed. Oh. How far is the new? It's on the, um, in the feature, isn't it? 1500, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Cameron, so, yeah. So it's it's probably more fitting for it. I get that. But no, who, who knows if they want. They've already got the group one under the belt, so they might go for the easier race. But 
So I'd say private eye on top, but um, each way speaking on a dais, if it does run, so to speak. Okay. Uh, we move to the T-Rose. This is where four moves ahead. His favourite, Nash and John Sargent. Speaking of Nash, that ride, that, that winner he rode in the last today was ridiculous, that lead. Um, Mallory is there at $6. Already been backed a little bit. So is Robo Doria. Um, they're the two. Um, Latino Blend is there. That just gets you to double figures. So is Naj Marty. Um, she's all class as well, J-Mac and Chris. But four moves ahead, John Sargent, Tommy. Um, yes, yeah, it's a tough race, sort of coming out of the same two races, a lot of these horses, the Silver Shadow and then the, um, uh, race a couple of weeks ago as well. Furious, um, yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm all right, Kelly, but, um, <laughs> these horses, um, I'll probably be with Cheezel class, to be honest. So I, I said it need to run first up and I think, um, every... They keep backing. They keep backing her no matter where she goes. We've seen that. Uh, you just can't get that wild Magic Millions uh, race out of your head, and just what it's capable of doing. So I, I'm going to be with Cheese or Class. I could easily see Nash on four moves ahead again, um, getting the best out of this horse. Mallory as well. Um, two really good runs so far. So they're the ones you sort of got to be uh, looking at. Najmati disappointing last start after a great first up run. Chill's a silly price. I think it it's a lot closer than a forty to one shot as well. But yeah, give me um give me cheese or class. Kelly? This is tough as well. this is tough, boys. I think you can understand why four moves ahead is you know, it, it's been kind of in that favorite money for the last couple of runs. Last start it was drawn absolute car park, so you know. Nash had to actually settle behind a heap of runners and it did, you know, find a split late and came down the fence, if I recall. And it was only about, a, you know, one and a half lengths behind Jamea, who had, I guess, all the momentum going into it, flying down the outside. So, I mean, if if that race was rerun with Nash booked on four moves ahead, drawn a better gate, it probably had every chance to win. Um, so I can see why the favoritism has come for it, but um, I want to just just a gut feeling. I just still want to stick on Mallory. Um, drawn one, it's going to be a bit more positive. I think that's the key to this horse in this race anyway. It's drawn one. It probably wants to settle three back the fence. I'd imagine it being at headquarters would be beneficial. Everyone will fan across the track, and, I mean, it'll have to – get lucky in the run, but I think third up into this preparation, they're getting a little bit closer every time with this horse. I think they're just fine-tuning it. And, yeah, I, I've just got a feeling that six bucks, the price will move in come the day. And Jason Collard on board, I think it's a winning formula. Give me a slice of that. But, yeah, four moves ahead. I mean, I can totally understand why it's favourites. All right, we move to the George Main. Big race, this one. This is where uh, we have a very elegant as favourite. 220, came into as much as 210, back out a little bit. Uh, we also have Think It Over coming off a good win. Cascadian is there. Uh, Colding as well, after a pretty good spring last spring. Um, Riadini as well. I may have jumped on Riadini, 750 the place. Don't know if you jumped on, Tommy. I sent it to you as well. I think it's $3 now. Um Hungry Hearts there. There's only nine in the race. Maybe one or two drop out. Not sure. But um, it's very elegant. Lock it up. 
I don't know, mate. Um, I did jump on that and that was all in, so that was good. Thank you. But um, I can't take 220 for very elegant. I, I'm, I run the fan club. I'm pretty sure number one ticket holder of this horse, but it's such a good, it's such a good lineup of horses, and you're taking 220, and you're getting 13 dollars hungry heart. Um, where we know what Waller thinks of this this hungry heart. She's she's really good. Where even Colding, like some of his horses, are really um, just really forgotten about. Cascadia nine dollars forgotten about as well. I think I can see it it running a massive race. So I can't be with very elegant at two twenty. If we're if she if she drifts out to about three bucks or more, I probably can entertain it. I think it over at six dollars was a good good price as well. It's coming in at four forty. Uh, now I think they'll even come in a bit more. It's it's um it's been massive. It's first two runs. Um, saw it winning the challenge for the last start. I'm I'm really torn between a few of these runners, but I think Hungry Heart thirteen dollars um, at odds is the price because I I think it's stupid and I think her first up run was a big eye catcher. So I'll be hungry. I'll be with Hungry Heart and probably something on Cascadian at nine dollars as well. Um, and saying that very elegant, could win a tight one, but maybe maybe I'll play with them and then very elegant around some trifectas first fours. But mate, anyone could win this. It's there's such good horses these um, uh, the rest of the field. So it's it's a stacked field. But yeah, I can't take two twenty very elegant. Can you take two twenty, Coey? I'm in the same boat. I'm just grabbing a beer, boys. There, boy. Um, but I, I, yeah, I'm under the impression that I'd, I'd speculate that that, two, that 220 will drift. Yeah, coming in the mail, boys. Um, but I'd, I'd have to assume that 220 drifts. I think yeah, nothing to take away from that second uh, it had in the the wing stakes. Nothing to take away from it. Like I think it's and Wall is very clever when it comes to this horse. Uh, you know, like it hasn't missed a place for the last five starts it's had. So. It, it'll, I guarantee it'll probably be within the money. It'd be the top three, but two twenty, I just can't take. Query about Hungry Heart, Tommy. I guess it's just the the pure caliber around it, and then the fact that there isn't much weight relief to go around it. I think the fact that Colding being the top weight at fifty nine, and Hungry Heart at fifty six and a half is a bit. I don't know if that's you know, no, more no, or less. Mean. Yeah, I, I don't know if that's enough. If it was fifty, you know, fifty-four or lower, I'd, yeah, I'd be like, yeah, this this thing is definitely over the over the mark. But I think thirteen bucks in my eyes is probably about bang on. Um, an interesting runner, I think, I guess, is Lions Raw. It's got great second up form. Uh, loves the mile. Loves Randwick. Um, so that's that's tick tick. Uh, and that's definitely above the odds, being thirty-four and six. But yeah, I think. In my eyes, I think Cascadian third up is where I'd be probably sticking my money. Nothing against Think It Over either. We were all on board Think It Over winning the Chelmsford the other day. I just think Cascadian first up was impressive and that's why it was favourite going into the Chelmsford. And then Think It Over we thought was the better price coming into the Chelmsford. So that's why we backed it. This time around, the, the roles have pretty much reversed and all of a sudden, Cascadian's semi-forgotten and it's nine bucks a piece. So in my eyes, I think that's where my head's at. I think nine bucks is a great price and I'd imagine it absolutely crashes down to about six bucks, I reckon, on the day. 
Um, and yeah, it's rock hard fit, loves the mile, loves Randwick, tick, tick, tick. Yeah, I'll take Cascadian nines. Thanks, boys. Cascadian. Um, the shorts, interesting race. So Nature Strip is obviously going there. There was chat about it going to the premiere and skipping this, but it's not. It is 230 out to 240 today. Um, Eduardo, 850, a little bit of a drift. Gitra, 14. Mask Crusader, a little drift as well. Rothwire's been backed. Um, everything originally opened 8, got into 5, and now it's 550. Um, Lost and Running, that's been backed. So 9 into 7, that's the Tab Everest horse. John O'Shea, Hugh Bowman. Um Interesting. I'm not sure where I would go here. Rothfire, is the chat about it uh, warranted? Not sure. Lost and running, still don't know. Nature Strip, we know what he can do. Talk to me, Tom. Talk, tell me what happens. Yeah, so it's it's very interesting. I'm going to go down the page because I, I need to say something about each of all horses yeah. because this is really Everest. So um, we'll start Nature Strip. Um, which we saw its best first up run ever. Is he uh, going to improve from that, or maybe he's a bit flat after that? He wasn't going to run here. Now he is going to run here. Is, are they just running so McDonald stays on Nature Strip and doesn't get on any of these other horses? Um, I'm a bit concerned. I just I can't take Nature Strip when he's favourite. He could come out do really well. I reckon he might be a bit flat after his first up run. Two forty when you're getting um, some good prices about a few other things. I'm not with Nature Strip, Eduardo. Um, does Eduardo take on Nature Strip? Does Eduardo go to the front? Nature Strip, uh, Nature Strip, take a bit of a sit. Um, it's going to be a massive tactical affair. I know Nash is Nash isn't going to go backwards and going forwards. That's for sure. So, I think he could spoil the party a bit uh, for Nature Strip and throw it off his game. McDonald's got to be cool about it. We saw Jamie Carr um, right down the straight um, really well taking a sit behind. Um, a fast tempo race. So um, it'll be really interesting to see what happens in the first two. Is Gitra the horse that we saw last year? A lot of people seeming to think that maybe um, maybe not. $14 where this time last year it beat Nature Strip first up and everyone was saying it, it, it was the um, Everest Rave. It, this could be the horse that people have forgotten about and just assume that it's uh, not going as well. Um, Mask Crusader is my bet. I, I don't run... First up was massive. I think there's a lot of speed in this race, and I think all things even, um, Mask Crusaders wins. Josh Parr is an, um, a booking that I'm wondering if he'll runs really well. Could he secure a spot on it, or are they saving Mask Crusader for Tommy Berry? It's very interesting to see what happens there. Other Hawks... Um, Counting on it, uh, maybe being a bit flat second up and maybe maybe um, not going as well and just throwing throw in the mind games a bit that a few people have suggested. But I, I don't think so. I think Mars Crusader will come out flying and I think it'll uh, be Everest's favourite after this race. I can't be with Rothfire until I see it have a run on the track. I understand why there's money. You've got to speculate, especially in a race like this because, again, after what it did... Um, this time last year, before the injury, he went into Everest favourite. So, all things equal, you can understand why people want to back Rothfire. Wild Ruler was good. Um, it's a bit over the odds at thirty-one dollars, but so many good horses in it. Boston Running. Do, what do we? Um, we've seen what it can do. Can it do it against the uh, top top field? This is a big question. And maybe seven dollars is value. Maybe it's unders. Uh, Saturday's the only time to tell. But um, 
yeah, it's it's the real in, interesting horse. It it's uh its trial was very good. Um, it could just brain them all. Um, it's it's really I'm really looking forward to Saturday and especially this race. I know we've got a group one on before it, but this is this is basically a mini Everest because um, so much what happens here um, dictates what happens in the Everest or changes plans or changes thoughts or tactics or whatever. Again, I'm with Mars Crusader, but you could see a bunch, you could see so many different results happening. But I think with a with a big, big speed up front with Eduardo Nature Strip and Roth Fire, I can see Mars Crusader, Wild Ruler, Lost and Running um, coming to get them. Maybe maybe 1100 is just too short to catch up with these beasts, but I, I think all things equal, Mars Crusader wins. Tommy covered a lot there, Cowie. <laughs> Anything to add? Covered plenty. Well, let me tell you. I guess the biggest query for me this race, I think, quite honestly, Nature Strip 240, I think that is the right price. I definitely do. I think they are mapping this as a mini Everest. And I think 240 is, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't go over the top by saying it's value, but I think it warrants why it's 240. Um, Mask Crusader, I think the biggest question mark around it is the field that it beat in the Heath. Um, yeah, the, the, that really puts a question mark in my eyes. I think on the day it ran at a dollar eighty-five or whatever it was. It was it was backed in like no one's business, and it was watching it in the run. It was never going to lose. I thought in my eyes, the way it was just low flying into that Caulfield straight and just snapped them all up, and it was beautiful to watch. But I just don't think the quality was quite there in that race. Um, Saying that though, it's definitely it seems like a very promising camp start to a campaign for this horse. And everyone's touted this thing as, you know, it's rightfully an Everest contender, it's rightfully this and the other, and it's a world class sprinter. But I just I just don't know. And I think eleven hundred, although it won over the eleven hundred last start, I just think that this might not be his day. I think four sixty is a great price for it, but I think I'd rather Dare I say, I'd rather take the 240 on Nature Strip. I think that he will come out all guns blazing, uh, all, all gun blazing, purely because the way it ran last time. I don't think there's nothing bad to take away from it. If it's rock hard fit, and that's what Waller wants to do, I think it's great signs in my eyes. Um, Eduardo, big question mark, like you mentioned, Tommy. Rothfire, much the same. I just need to see a run out of them. Lost and running, also in the same boat. Wild Ruler, definitely over the odds. Um, but saying that I can't figure it being in the top three unless they go absolutely helpful leather right up front and it just makes it for a it maps out to be a, a masked crusader type race, but I just don't see that happening. Handle the truth, add along, they're gonna be clearly outclassed. Yeah, I, I don't want to say take the two forty, but I yeah, I think Nature Strip wins this boys. It's going to be a good race, or none the wiser. Um, the Kingston Town, the Tab Kingston Town, is uh, over the two thousand, and our favourite is She's Ideal. Does it open four sixty now, three ten? So being backed, it's a pretty good horse. So is Montefilia. So that's on its way back. Hugh Bowman, David Payne, Spirit Ridge is there. That's being backed a little bit as well. Um, trying to see if anything at value has had anything. Cucaracha is there, having another run, and nothing. Decent odds has been back. So, decently, uh, she's ideal and also oh, maybe a little shared ambition that's been up and down. What do you reckon, Tom? 
Um, yeah, yeah, I think she's ideal. Will uh, stamp its uh, favoritism for the uh, Metrop on this run. Um, um, call it a board. I think I, I think it will run really well, but just be aware of a couple of dual noms here. Um, Master of Wine a bit over the odds too. I think fun fact as well. Uh, one of Bjorn's other ones uh, ran really well last start and can improve on that and maybe go a bit further. And Montefilia, um, really good run first up and it'll improve from that. Here we on again, just a bit of a tricky gate, but I think all things um, will be she's ideal going forward. But uh, Zach, how are you with in the shorts? That's what we want to know. Uh, I like... Give the audience what they need to hear. Well, the shorts, right? So... I don't mind the a bit of lost and running at $7. Um, I would have liked to have taken nine. Um, I'm a big Nature Strip fan, but not sure. This is going to be... He's going to be pestered, right? So up up front. Um, I do like Mask Crusader. I'm not back in Eduardo. I'm not convinced with Rothfire. Um, Adelong and Handle the Truth can get in the bin. But look, I think the top three are Mask Crusader, Nature Strip, and Lost and Running. I, I would tend to think that Lost and Running can come home and maybe run top two. Um, just not sure who's going to be at, f- at the top. So that's where I'm sitting. Um, I'd love Lost and Running to do well, but anyway. Uh, the Kingston Town, though, who are you thinking, Tom? Maybe a bit of Montefilia? Yeah, as I was saying, I think Montefilia go pretty well, but I'm going to be with Cheers Ideal. I think it'll run pretty well and maybe fun fact is a bit of odds. Uh, same with Master of Wine, run really well. But I think I think all things even Cheese Ideal wins. Um it's it's going towards a Metrop. I think all I, I think I think Cheese Ideal will win. Coey? Both promising runners, I think. Montefilia and She's Ideal. And by the looks of things, they're both heading towards the spring in down in Melbourne. So yeah, I, I, I do think that it's a race in two. I think the barriers won't affect. I think Montefiore, the fact that it drew 11 last start, you know, it'll settle back and it'll fly late. And I, I'd imagine there will be improvement. So it plays third by a little bit of a margin behind Think It Over. About close to three lengths behind uh, Think It Over in the Chelmsford. But I think this thing will travel really well. Barrier shouldn't be an issue. Huey Book, great. Um She's ideal, much the same boat. I think it's, these two horses are absolutely low-flying. Uh, one to spec at, I mean, I wouldn't even say at much odds. I mean, if Shared Ambition drew a gate, a half-decent gate, I wouldn't have minded taking it, you know, taking it on because it. there is no genuine, genuine speed, I think. I think Taika Mochi would be up there and the likes of Law Me In would be forward and on taunt if it gets a run. But outside of that, there isn't any real leaders in this. So there's going to be a scrimmage uh, in in mid midfield back play. So, I mean, if it were, if it drew a, gar- a barrier, shared ambition would have been an interesting runner to keep an eye on. But 16 is just too far out. I think I don't think they'll even bother trying to cross and make a standpoint of it. Same with Spirit Ridge. Cookarach is quite interesting. I think that could settle probably quite well. J-Mac on board. It loves that midfield position. Whether he can utilise the 14, it's a big question mark. I think the class and company probably fits the bill. Step up in distance, I like. Uh, probably prefers a little bit longer, but I'm okay with it. Uh, but, yeah, if I were to stick my $2 on, it'll be Montefilia. 
Okay, last race of the day, 1100, benchmark 88. The fave is Equation, Annabelle Nisham and J-Mac. we got Star Spangled Rodeo at the top at 18. We have Marway, um, no jock, unless Tom knows what that is, but it's already been backed, $8 into 6. And then you got Exo Boom, uh, the Syndicate Horse, Valaquenta, um, even Gravina and a couple of um, couple of decent emergencies there as well. Tommy? Yeah, we um we know what equation can do. It's Canberra Guineas run was pretty pretty insane. I think it'll be um pretty tough tough to beat. I will say that. But there's a couple of good horses in this race that could upset the apple card. And if equation isn't rocking and ready to go first up, then look for something like Triple Ace. It it never it keeps running on us races. It's a tricky gate again, but Timmy Timmy aboard can find a good spot. Um then I think it can run a bit of a race. Zach, um, Zach knows the chant I, I have every time my favourite horse, the face runs. I'll be uh, saying, "Come on, the face." Um, it goes yeah. well fresh, and I think if it if it <laughs> if it stays around that soft as well, I think that's um, I, I think it's one at a bit of odds that can that can do a bit uh, thirteen bucks for the face, but um. Maybe equation is just too good for these. I tend to agree. Kelly, yourself? No, it's tough, isn't it? it just end the 10 race card with an 1100 meter dash. You know, like it's this, this is wide open once again. Uh, there's a couple of interesting runners to note. I mean, Star Spangled, Rodeo, and Marway, they've got good for, first up form. It's just a question of weight, I guess. Um, they're both, both drawn well, two and six respectively. And Equation is a little bit unders in my eyes. I mean, yeah, it's got a picket fence next to its name, which is good. And it's got good first up form, J-Mac booked. But could I take 380s? I guess the more the question. I'm going to roll the dice a little bit and I will probably touch on this Star Spangled Rodeo a little bit. I think Nash on board, he'll aggressively come out of the barriers and he the last couple of wins it's had, it's always led. Um, he'll come out quick. Regardless of the weight, I think he can carry it. It's carried 59-58 over the last two starts. So, yeah, it's a little bit higher than that. But Bjorn would have this, you know, I'm guessing tip-top ready. I know it's probably a little bit short of its distance, which is the query. So that's why it's only an each-way bet. But saying that, yeah, uh, I would also spec Marway. Depending on jockey, of course, but equation uh, just a little short for my liking. All right, multi time. All right, multi time. I will go first. I've got one from Caulfield, and that's Ana Visto in race six. I think it's going to win. It's already been backed, so it's two fifty at the moment. Courtyard to win race number two. Uh, Rachel King's riding for Godolphin. I think I'm going to chuck Lawson running in for a place. I think he'll be up there. Uh, you're getting a dollar ninety five for a place, so that multi is paying nineteen bucks. Uh, Tom, go. Uh, I'm doing a systems multi, the three-way mainly today. Um, going to do big five horses, and hopefully three of them can get up and, and tear a few home. Harpo Marks win the Newcastle Cup. Um, I don't mind Rock to win the Cameron either, but uh, win third Cameron in a row. But Harpo Marks in there. But Mars Crusader, I think it's going to run a massive race on Saturday, as well as Nataraja. He wins the first. A tissue as well. I'm going to keep back in the tissue. And then Behemoth in Melbourne, I think it can um, track rec- track and distance record over 1,400 metres at Caulfield is ridiculous. It's, I think, three from four now. And I think um, 
I think the big behemoth can win. Okay. So, Koei? Uh, Four-way place, multi-boys. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, I know. Yeah, I know. Uh, I think Private Eye, $1.90. I know that's probably about the right price to place into Big Boy Roy to place into – we'll get a bit more value on the, the back end of this, so stay tuned. Lions Raw, 6 bucks a place. Wow. I, I don't mind it. Running running a hole. Uh, and Amish Boy, Amish Boy, however you want to pronounce it, uh, running down in the Sir Rupert Clark, 360 a place together, four legs, 71 bucks. Beautiful. Love that. Yeah, a little bit of a juice. Very big on the back end. Yeah, a little bit of juice at yeah. the end. <laughs> All right. Well, that's his round week for this weekend. Um, stay tuned. We'll release another one talking uh, Manly's triumph the, for this weekend. All right. Thanks, boys. Serious. Yeah,